Last time on Question Quest. There's a statue at like 52nd and Brookside. It's covered in gifted birds, like porcelain birds, plastic birds. She'll have a crown of flowers. I like calling her the bird lady, and that's kind of how we started to... It's a better name, the bird lady. That statue wasn't always there. It was actually a fountain. The dolphin and the boy. There was no rhyme or reason why they chose this statue. And then I also had some people on the ground start, like spying on the statue over time. Just this morning, as luck would have it, we got an email from a lady named Margaret Sonnenberg. I have to assume it's just like old women or witches or whatever, you know. I made origami paper cranes and hopefully this, that whoever was doing this would be moved to get in touch with me and I wrote messages on them to try to convince whoever was doing this to get in touch. And then I just ruined it. Yes, it is a geocache. I know I'm the number one cashier in Kansas, and that's all I care about. I know I have over 70,000. That means she gets 21 caches per day. I don't know. Maybe it's a chicken and the egg thing. I don't know if the geocache was first or if, if people were, were already putting figurines there beforehand. I still stand by that not everybody who's leaving birds there are doing it because it's a geocache. Right. And I still stand by that there is someone or some people who are doing things to keep it looking nice. Hello, Question Quest listeners. This is Cody. And Suzanne. So what you just heard is a recap of the last episode, a live episode we did, where we brought you the story of what we called the Bird Lady statue in Kansas City's Brookside neighborhood. We found out most of the answers about like where it came from and why people were putting birds there, but we didn't really have all the answers. Until now. Yes, so if you haven't listened to that episode, you should probably just go back and do that. But just to give a quick summary, when we last left off, we had a few big questions. One, who put the first bird at the statue? Two, who was taking care of the statue and keeping the area around it looking clean? And then three, was the geocache first or were the birds there first? And now for this special bonus episode, we finally have the answers to those questions. So we can put this to bed and do other things. (laughs) Finally, we can do other things after months of keeping our eyes on a statue. (laughs) This is all I've been doing, really. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, so... A few weeks ago, a package mysteriously showed up at the station. And it had one of the origami birds that we left at the statue on it. And inside were some interesting photographs of the bird lady statue. Is that a dead bird? Is it? In the front? Oh no. Oh my god, I think there actually is a dead bird in the front. Needless to say, it was an exciting moment. (laughs) We were pretty stoked, and there were also photos of other statues around town that were mounted on little mat boards and on the back of one of them. He's got a phone number on this one. Yes. Okay, cool. So this is from a T.R. Gasper, photographer of the unusual. And inside the package, there was also a copy of a letter 
Now this letter we found at the statue. It was in this little hole, like at the base of the statue, but we could barely read it because it had been pretty severely damaged from the weather. And the reason we didn't mention this letter in the last episode is because we didn't want to ruin the surprise about what the geocache was because we thought that the letter was, you know, part of the geocache thing. Observe the etiquette. Yes. But this fresh copy of the letter had the name T.R. Gasper written at the bottom. Another crazy part, Mike Russo, our events producer at the station, he said that he knows another guy, the guy who started the actual geocache, who is a different guy than this. So there's some crazy stuff going on. Okay. So there's more threads to this this story. So it continues. So I called this T.R. Gasper, and he was totally game to come talk about the statue. Cody, it's uh, Tom here. Test. One, two, three. T.R. Gasper is Tom Gasper. He's retired and spends a lot of his days shooting photographs, like with an actual camera, something you don't really see a whole lot nowadays. I started out as a portrait photographer, and uh, I love doing pictures of, of, of people. But now everybody's got these little f- the phones. This is why it makes me mad. Everybody's got a f- the phones, so it's not special to take a photograph of anyone anymore. So people kind of blow it off. So Tom started taking photos of statues. And Kansas City is full of statues and fountains, like hundreds of them. Yeah, there's like this myth that Kansas City has like the second most fountains behind Rome, but I don't think that's ever been like actually confirmed. That's probably another quest to to figure that out. That's not true. <laughs> I I looked it up and it didn't seem like it was necessarily true. I think it's just one of those like urban legend. I don't even know if it's an urban legend. Is that considered an urban legend? It's like a thing that goes around. Most people know about it. Anyways, Tom found himself taking more and more photos of statues around town. I've always photographed the uh, statue at Nichols Fountain in the wintertime when there's no water running so I can get in and walk around in there. Just a note, if you aren't from Kansas City, J.C. Nichols Memorial Fountain is easily the most well-known fountain in the city. It's this big circular patio with these four horsemen that are meant to symbolize the four rivers of the world, the Mississippi, the Volga, the Seine, and the Rhine. And sometimes the water gets like dyed different colors to celebrate different events. Uh, the last one I remember was when they dyed the water like royal blue because the Kansas City Royals were in the World Series. And I think they do that on opening day too. And this fountain sits right outside of a big shopping district called the Country Club Plaza, another thing that was built by J.C. Nichols, if you remember the last episode. Um, And you can always find people gathering around it when the weather is nice. But anyways, here's Tom again. And then I get these weird angles against the clouds or with the statue that's across the street called uh, Faith, the one on top of the Cheesecake Factory. That one's always been my uh, prime objective. I've, I've shot that about 30 different times. So Tom was walking around the Nichols Fountain, and he saw that there were some wish pennies left over from the summertime. They were a little bit tore up. They were rusty. If pennies can rust, they, they deteriorated somehow. And uh, I thought that uh, nobody wanted them. This was at the very least five years ago, probably closer to like ten years ago. Tom can't really exactly remember when, but... He was living in Brookside at the time, and he'd taken some photos of the bird lady statue, and he immediately noticed her empty goblet. And I kept on thinking, well, should I put a big can of beer in there or something, you know, so that when I drive by, it'll be kind of funny, and because I drive by it all the time, you know, it'll be funny for me. 
But instead, Tom thought he'd put those forgotten wish pennies in her goblet as a way to kind of keep those wishes intact. But then something happened that he didn't really expect. As I was doing that, a, a little bird flew down and, and started, you know, messing around up there. And I thought, well, my goodness, this is, this is something. I'm making a story out of this. So Tom wrote this story about his photography, about the statue and the bird to amuse his grandkids and put that in the hole of the base of the statue. That's the letter that we found when we first went there. And Tom was also the first person to put a bird figurine there. I took a bird there and I stuck it in that thing there with some pennies and, and then I thought well next time I drove by there I went to the thrift store I got another bird for okay. a buck I never paid more than a buck for a bird <laughs> and so he started doing that every once in a while and pretty soon other people started putting birds there too and he showed me some letters that he had gotten over the years of people who had left messages for him and wanted to know more about it kind of just like we did with the origami birds and he also told me that he's the person that cleans up the statue every couple of months or so. Right. People tell me about it sometimes, you know, when they see it. Yeah. And because uh, they know about it, that I did it, and they go, hey, it's still there. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't clean it up, you know, the, the city right. cleaned it up or something. But they leave it alone. I cleaned it up. So that solved a pretty huge mystery for us. I mean, this is the person behind keeping the bird lady statue looking good. As we talked about in the previous episode, you know, the KCATA or the Neighborhood Association both said it wasn't them. So finding out that it was Tom was such a great answer to the question. (laughs) And makes a ton of sense because we never saw like any officials there. And it would make sense that it's just this guy just every once in a while goes out there, cleans it up for 10 minutes and leaves. So now we knew that Tom was the keeper of the statue, but even he didn't know about the geocache that was placed there in 2013. So through our events producer, Mike, we tracked down this guy, Andy Michael, an independent filmmaker in town. Myself and my family um, decided to start geocaching uh, when we realized that we really needed to be outside more, do less video gaming. (laughs) And so we were uh, living in Waldo at the time and We'd been walking the uh, the trolley trail, walked past this mysterious statue quite a few times and realized that people had put figurines on it. And after he was geocaching for a while, Andy says it changed the way that he started looking at the world. Like he'd see a hole in a tree and think that could be a good spot for a geocache. So he and his family decided to start their own cache at the Bird Lady statue. The container that, that we made initially was just a small container, maybe about an inch long, and we, we uh, stuck a feather to it just to match the theme of, of the, the bird lady. And uh, it seemed appropriate to call it, uh, put a bird on it, just because we'd recently <laughs> been watching Portlandia <laughs> and seen that, the skit. Putting a bird on toast. Put a bird on it! Look at this. I just saw this bird right onto the pillow. Oh, of all the, the caches that, that, that we hid, and we only hid a handful, um, that was definitely prime placement for a lot of foot traffic. And so uh, it was, It was. yeah, we're getting emails all the time that someone else had found it. And then, of course, people take a picture and leave it in the log. But after a while, Andy and his family kind of ended up drifting away from geocaching. And the put a bird on it cache was marked inactive on the geocaching website, meaning that it wouldn't show up on the app and people couldn't just try to find the cache anymore. But, you know, people keep putting bird figurines on there. And, you know, we did this episode, and now some other types of figurines have been put there. 
And this is where it starts to get a little crazy. Like, I've been getting so many texts about this new development. My mom called me. My old boss called me. We got so many emails. I mean, this was just, it seemed like the talk of the neighborhood. (laughs) It was the talk of, like, the internet, too. Like, we had, I got a ton of emails. We posted it to our KCUR Instagram account, and people were hitting me up from that. Just a few weeks ago, somebody put a ring of cat figurines around the birds, like surrounding the entire statue. Like at least 20 of them, maybe more. And a bunch of people told us that they had to be from this nearby estate sale that had dozens and dozens and dozens of cat figurines for sale, like $5 for all you could carry out of this place. And then if cats weren't enough, Somebody just told you that there were some other new additions too, right? Yeah, talk about next level. The levels keep coming. Last night, my roommate told me that somebody has put dog figurines now, like, surrounding the birds from the cats. Like, they're set up... To protect them from the cats that are, like, looking on. Right, so who knows where this will end. And for Tom and Andy, I think they would be pretty pleased that this happened, too. Because for them, it's all about getting people involved with this bird lady statue. I think a lot of people should participate in art. It's not hard to think of. It's not hard to do. That's how art should be. I think we all like to be part of something bigger than ourselves. And even if it's a statue with birds on it, it feels good. And it feels like you're being included in something without needing anyone's permission. It's not just monkey see, monkey do. It, it's like, well, I'm going to put my own bird on there because if these, are, if it was okay for these people to do it, then it's okay for me as well. And so I'm going to put a bird on it. Instead of trivia this week, Cody, quick flash answer. What will be the next crazy thing that is left at the Bird Lady statue? Uh, I'd like to see foxes. I like foxes. They're cute little animals. Maybe squirrels. I just want more animals. I want it to become like an animal kingdom around the statue. That's what I really want. What do you, what do you think is going to be the next one? I'm torn between like humans or dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, yes. Man, we really need dinosaurs around that thing. Please, somebody put dinosaurs around the statue. But I'm not getting involved anymore. I'm putting this to bed. Yeah. I got other things to do. Yeah, we're done. We, we, can't, we can't make any more episodes or posts about this statue. I think our bosses are going to kill us if we do. Well, that's it for our special episode of Question Quest, looking deeply into a topic. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email, questionquest at kcur.org, or you can follow Cody on Twitter. He's at Cody Newell, and our show is at QQ underscore podcast. Music this week is by Suzanne, Harry Gregson-Williams, John Watts, Dr. Turtle, and Blue Dot Sessions. Special thanks to everybody who reached out to us and for tipping us off to all the different developments with this bird lady statue. It really was a community effort and the only reason we got to the bottom of this was because of you guys so thanks super awesome our producers are sylvia maria gross and brianna o'higgins i'm suzanne hogan and you are cody newell thanks for listening thanks guys Mm -hmm.